AAT Birds Weekly Report is the Eagle News, notes, and analysis you need. edition of the AT Birds Weekly Report. I, myself, Johnny Oleka, is joined, as always, by Chip, at Chip for the Birds. And it's the playoffs. The Eagles. Playoffs. On, yeah, playoffs. The Eagles will be taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks. Now, I know the Eagles have not played like a playoff team the last, what, six weeks? So Last um, uh, there's, there's a little There's a little lackluster in terms of, uh, you know, buildup in the air. But, again, this is the playoffs. The Eagles go to Tampa Bay playoffs. to play the – Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Monday night. Of course, this is a new thing. The, the NFL has started, um, which we can talk a little bit about that, but a new thing that the NFL has started with the Monday night game and eh, it, it is what it is, unfortunately, but the Eagles play Monday night, 8 PM. It's almost like a week three because they played Monday night uh, against the Tampa Bay Bucks. But Chip, why, why no, couldn't we have the, the super secret Peacock game? Yeah. Well, luckily I still have Peacock until, I mean, I had Peacock, so I would have been fine. The 16th. Well, then I would have just have stolen your Peacock if I didn't have it. But, well, look at that. Um, that's kind of weird. But it's let's stop talking about Peacock and let's just talk about the Eagles. But no, like, and- um, it, first off, I think what the NFL is doing this specific post. They're making all the Swifties buy Peacock because is they're on there. Come on. Ridiculous. I think the fact that they are, first off, putting a NFL playoff game on a on a streaming service is absolutely absurd. You know, it's one thing to have like a regular season game. Like I get what they're doing there, but for them to take a playoff game and do that you're it's a money grab. And then the money night thing, like, Oh yeah, we know it, that you're actually doing a disservice. Like whoever wins the Monday night game, they better get the Sunday game the following week. Like it's just, I, I oh, don't they, know. They will, they will get the uh, Sunday game. This is this how it was last year. I know Dallas played Tampa, uh, that Monday night game, and then they got the Sunday afternoon, uh, late afternoon game against the 49ers. That's who they had to play the next week. But yeah, you are at a disadvantage. And, you know, we can, we can talk a little bit about that with the Eagles going into this game. And Jose checking in. What's up, Jose? Uh, you know, you, you look at this game and you look at, you know, it is a Monday night. Eagles have to travel down to Florida. And, um, you know, unfortunately, if they do win the game and, all the favorites do win. They have to travel to San Francisco the following week to play, of course, a well-rested team, which has been kind of the the story of the season. Uh, Eagles, the disadvantage of the schedule. But again, you can't always, you can't take that and make that as an excuse. This team hasn't been playing well at all. And, you know, you and I went a little bit back, um, talk a little bit about it. Um, You were mentioning the Eagles, when have they played a complete game? And I happen to comment and say the Miami game 
I would say it was close and the first game against Tampa. Uh, they were up I, 25, I, I, 25 to three. And yeah, there were some, you know, miscues there, but those two games, I guess you could say were the, the most comfortable. They were, they were the most York. complete games that they played, right? Yeah. They were the most complete games that they played overall, but it does not mean that they were complete games. I think what we need to really like, you mentioned the Tampa game, you know, they offensively looked really good. The, the Miami game, they looked offensively really good. Where was the weakness? The defense. So that there has not been a situation where the entire team has played cohesively successfully this season. There just isn't. And it, it's been just a, a big time downward spiral since their 10 and one start. And of course that's what the, you know, it's 10 and one to one and done. Like it, that's the title of, of this show. It's just like, you look at the way this season started and they had a lot of close wins. They had a lot of wins that, Hey, could have gone either way. And they started out 10 and one, and then they just kind of unraveled and they finished 11 and six. And mm-hmm. yeah, 11 wins is great and all, but when you look at the way the season ended and the, the Arizona game, you know, we talked about it last week, but then you look at this game against the New York giants and they came out flat and AJ gets hurt on basically the first, the first series he goes down out. Devontae's already out. Swift's out and they're blitzing. They're getting through like crazy. You know, Jalen has a finger issue, um, you know, dislocation pop back in all that stuff. So he hasn't thrown a football since that. Now it's not think it's really that big of a deal because they've been off. Um, but they had been off. And, you know, if you look back at the Giants game, you know, it was one of the most disappointing games I have ever seen this team play. And I, I, I understand the logic of going out there and making an attempt to win the East um, because you have to, but for you to go out against a Giants team that is playing a backup quarterback, that is they're They're a bad, the Giants are a bad football team. And for you to allow Wink Martindale to absolutely decimate your starters. Um, and you can make former Giants videos. defensive coordinator, Wink Martindale, which we'll get yeah. into a little bit later in the show with. All and I think you can talk about the fact that, you know, Swift wasn't playing and, and Smith wasn't playing. And then AJ Brown got hurt. We but found out starters, why Rashad Penny wasn't playing. When, he's what, can't what, what injury did he hurt on this third carry? Well, no, he just can't pass block. And he cannot pass block. And, and I think that, you know, that's that was a frustrating thing because all those things happen. But our offensive line was the starters. We started our offensive line and they got yeah. obliterated from the first minute of that game. And we allowed the Giants to do whatever they wanted. And, you know, I, again, I understand the logic of pulling your starters pretty quickly. Um because there was no hope. And, but if you're going to phone it in that quickly, why even try? Why even try? How do you not get up for the Giants? And once yeah, again, it's... you talk about that field and you talk about a claiming injury, Sidney Brown done for the year. Why yeah. that absolute atrocity of a field? You almost at this point have a class action lawsuit against the people who, who run the Meadowlands. Um, you know, and that's tough. That injury is, you know, really tough because he was playing a lot of snaps. He was starting to get a little bit more you know, in that defense, defensive backfield, getting in a lot more. And Reed Blankenship didn't pr- practice today with, you know, the groin because on the interception, he kind of twisted a little bit. So you, you can't have him practice because at this point we have no depth at the safety position. So no, he can't get don't. hurt. He is not so allowed to get hurt. 
it's it's going to be interesting what happens. Uh, Devontae said that he will play. So that's he's going to play. AJ Brown's yeah. going to play. Everybody's going to play. It's the playoffs. AJ Brown didn't practice. He's going to play. Uh, he, I would think he's going to play. Uh, DeAndre Smith will play. Uh, Avante, Darius Slay. You'll get all these guys cutting him. Sure. They're all good to go. Everything. They're all back. <clears throat> I will be very interested to see come Monday night who is the opposite of Darius Slay starting at the outside cornerback position. Because Bradbury's looked atrocious this season. Bradbury's looked pretty bad. And you have a young player in Keely Ringo who has played pretty well, actually, you know, from what you've seen at Bradbury, uh, Ringo has played pretty well. And even Eli, Eli Ricks has looked okay in the outside slot, not the inside, but the outside. But, He's looked pretty good. But Keely Ringo has looked pretty good against Tyrod Taylor. Kyler Murray. Who was Listen, the third? He did he play against again. the Cowboys. You know, he he did play some good opponents. Yeah, but that was that was very clearly a statement game, and they were going after Bradbury. But you have to look at it this way. Bradbury, and he also played, I believe, against the Seattle Seahawks, too. And so Geno yeah, Smith. Well, Listen, and Drew Locke, I'm not really worried about that. He still had to play against DK, and then when they put DK on James Bradbury, you saw it what happened Cook, that last drive. City. So yeah, so, so he's he's looked good, but again, this is a playoff game. This is going to be very different, and I think you have to start Bradbury because he's one of your big money guys. But it is very disconcerting that one of your big money guys has looked so abysmal this season. It, the problem is, it's been a lot, and especially these last couple of games. This defense has looked abysmal. It's looked so bad. You know, there's no, it just seems like there's no continuity on that side of the ball. There's no communication. Some guys aren't sure what to do. Some guys aren't really knowing what to do. You have Hassan Reddick dropping back into and, coverage. It, it, you have and how much Kevin, of that Johnny? Kevin Byard blitzing from 10 yards away instead of coming close to the line of scrimmage, getting um, the blitz in a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage and running from 10 yards off, giving the quarterback, hey, right. this guy's coming. I can let me get rid of this ball. And and how much of that, Johnny? Because you're better with the defensive scheme stuff. I'm I'm better with the offensive scheme stuff. But how much of that is the move very suddenly from Desai to Patricia? And players it, not knowing where they're going. It could have a little bit of impact into that when you look at going from Patricia to Desai. Um, because there's a little bit difference in terms of terminology, everything along that, you know, just Patricia's not going to be able to run hundred percent of what Desai was running. It's just that they're not the same type of coordinator. Um, but I, I, I don't know in terms of if that change really affected them. If, if a lot of the, the defensive uh, players were a little taken aback that Desai was, you know, ousted and put upstairs and Patricia came in to do this Um I, to me, it's just like, I understand that, but the missed tackling, you know, Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter look absolutely gassed. Like there's like, there's no energy between the two of them. And I know there's I mean, been it's not surprising that, with Jalen Carter because this is his first season. We've always talked yeah. about this. They, the rookies hit that wall of where the, the, the college season ends. And usually a lot of these college guys are, are in blowout type situation games where they don't have to play a full four quarters in the limited number of games that they have to play. So again, I understand Jalen Carter. Jordan Davis has been battling injuries. I think that one of our biggest concerns has to be the attack on the depth of this team. You know, we went from a team last year where we started 
I think it was what 22 of our starters from opening day in the Super Bowl. Yeah. 22 to, of, or 22 of the offense and defensive starters. Yeah. It was to, to what it is this season, which is we are not. <laughs> well, honest, if all goes well with everything, the playoff game, I guess you can consider Nicobe Dean a starter. You will have, have 21 to. of 22 starters. Uh, I'm, I'm just saying you, you will have 21. No, because Kevin starters. Byard was not an opening day starter. Okay. 20 of 22. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But again, you look at it now, Nick Morrow and Nicobe. Technically, Dean, like technically DeAndre Swift was not your opening day starter. Kenny Gainwell was. Okay. All right. Stop that. You're, you're getting like, now I'm being mean. Now, now I'm being, now I'm being technicality. Now. Listen, it's, it's not what it was last year. And you, I think we were kind of taken aback when you like, I understood the defense may be taking a step back. They weren't going to have 70 sacks again. And I, and, and we talked about, and we talked about, they were going to have injuries. They were so healthy last year. They were going to have injuries. And we've stated that now again, where we maybe said, okay, you look at the roster and the roster that was built. It wasn't deep enough. Maybe we were expecting a little more out of certain players that didn't show up, you know, that could have definitely been Nicobe Dean getting hurt. You know, Mm -hmm. you had to replace two linebackers, replace two safeties. You had to replace, um, you know, defensive tackle had 11 sacks and maybe Jalen Carter's, you know, big time plays in the first four or five weeks of the season. We thought, Oh, he's going to be Jalen Hargrave already, which may have been a little bit too naive to think of that way because he is still a young player. He's still learning. He still needs, you know, time to adjust in the NFL because they're going to start to take, take note of that and they're going to start to double them and they're doing those kind of things. But I just think that this team, you know, you're in the playoffs now, this is one and done. You lose, you're done. You go home. You know, you're the season is over. This isn't, this isn't like last year where you can, you know, you have a week off in the wild card, you go to the divisional round and then you get the giants and then you get the 49. This is not an easy path. It's not an easy pass. And listen, I understand the Buccaneers, are nine and eight. But again, you can't take anybody lightly. You just lost to the Cardinals and the Giants. I'm not think... saying the Bucks are great. I'm, I'm not saying that. And of course, when we get to our predictions, I'm sure you and I probably will be on the same page. But you can't take a team like this lightly because what does Todd Bowles do that Wink Martindale does? He Blitz. Blitzed. He's the third highest blitz <laughs> blitzing defensive coordinator coach. He's not a coordinated head coach, defensive guy in the league. And what the Bucks anytime do? Anytime you see a team more than once in a season, you have opened the playbook with your own personnel based on what you've put on video. And I yeah. think that, yeah. And again, you mentioned that we'll get into our picks, but I think that what you need to take an even the, that that X factor of it. The Bucks are playing hungry. This Eagles team is not. This Eagles team has not played hungry pretty much this entire season. I have never seen a talented Eagles team like this come out as flat as they did against the Giants, against the Cardinals. And, you know, there was a time where the offense was really clicking. You know, we were blaming a lot on Sean Desai and Matt Patricia. There was a time where the offense was really, really clicking. That has gone away. So I think that a lot of the blame does need to be placed on Brian Johnson as well. 
And therefore, the whole thing needs to be based on Nick Sirianni. I am not one of the people that is going to say the absolute stupidity of firing Nick Sirianni. I think that is moronic, and that's me being as nice as possible. But I do think that there need to be some hard looks at what has gone wrong with this team. And you can list it a lot. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we did see that Brian Johnson has two interviews, requested for two interviews for the Panthers and the Titans job. And, you know, if he gets a job... I, I, I have a theory about that. <laughs> I think I know what your theory is. My theory very clearly, because there's no way that he is a hot commodity candidate based on what he has done with this team this year. I... I hate to be this guy, but I do feel like the Brian Johnson request for interviews are falling under the Rooney rule. But I could twist it this way for you. Please do, what, because I feel terrible saying it. What did Nick Sirianni do to get him as the Eagles head coach? You know, you didn't really know of him that much. You know, the Colts were Frank Wright's right, team. And he went in and routed everybody. Sure, sure. Listen, now... The way I th like the Titans job, I, I think the Titans will be able to get a decent candidate. The Panthers, on the other hand, I understand they have Bryce Young. I, I, I get that. But when you look at that franchise, I don't really think it's all too tantalizing. You look at that team and be like, oh, I got to be a head coach of that team. They've got so many weapons. They got all that's not that's not the case. But remember what we have always said on this network. There are only 32 head coaching yeah. jobs. Listen, there there are, and who who knows if, if somewhere in that front office really likes what they hear about Brian Johnson, really <clears throat> like Brian Johnson, what he what they think he can do with a quarterback like Bryce Young. I, I don't know. Um, but, hey, but I feel like I I understand your logic, especially when it comes to specifically when it comes to the Panthers, because. There's the, the Alabama connection of the quarterbacks and, you know, can you turn Bryce Young into a better situation? But Jalen Hurts took a massive step back this year, a glaring, glaring step back this year between the ball security, between decision making, between the footwork has gone completely to crap again. I, you know, I know we can say he's injured, he's injured. And, and we're going to say that because we're looking for any reason to explain these things. But he has taken a massive, massive step back this year. But I wouldn't say massive step back. I would. What about a player like Josh Allen? How many turnovers did he have? How many turnovers? He's lucky that his defense was able to, you know, get him in a good enough position to be able to keep them alive and of to not course. lose that game. And I'm not set. Like, obviously, the turnovers are bad. And there were times where the Bills looked really bad. I think that Josh Allen has has looked the way he's looked this year. Josh Allen has 18 interceptions this year. What I'm the saying is because, because the team has not played completely around Jalen Hurts, it has been more glaring that Jalen Hurts has regressed. Uh, listen, I think he's a 25-year-old quarterback. I'm not he's, saying get rid of the guy. No, 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 no. I, I know that. I'm but... just trying to give an honest assessment. I think that he has really stepped back. And when... The highlight of your season, you know, yes, he had his couple big passing games and A.J. Brown was, you know, setting records when he was setting records. But I think when the highlights of your season include how many times they converted on a fourth and one. Listen, I, you look at the numbers and you look at everything. Listen, 15 rushing touchdowns, 
you know, 23 passing touchdowns, 38 total touchdowns. Yes, he the the interception, the turnovers need to be cleaned up. We, we get to. that. I understand that. <laughs> but listen, you look at it like this. Dak Prescott led the league in interceptions in 12 games last year. Uh-huh. This year, turned it all around. It's 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 pretty simple with what you can do in terms of turning things around. And yeah, he was you know Jalen's been beat up this year. We, we know that. We've seen that. Um, again, also. When your defense, especially the last six games of the year, can't get off the field and the time of possession is so drastic, your numbers are going to take a pretty big hit because one, your defense isn't giving you the ball back, giving you multiple possessions. You're not that's and and that's another thing I like people don't really think about and don't look at is look, listen, the defense is letting the Cardinals four scoring drives of over 70, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards. And chewing up the clock, you know, for me, it's you look at that, you look at San Fran, you look at Dallas, you know, you're not able to get off the field and you're giving up the second highest third down percentage, like third down conversion rate. (laughs) You're not going to have the ball as much as you would like that they had earlier in the year because the defense was, you know, playing at a a higher level than it is right now. Yeah. but that's but that's what I'm saying. The entire packaging of this team has been suspect. The yeah. the entire team as a whole has not played a complete game. That's my point. You know, so for for the Bills, the comparison Josh Allen to, to Jalen Hurts, yes, the comparison is very fair. What you're doing, and Patrick you know? Mahomes did. Patrick Mahomes has had a down year. Big this year. You know, Patrick Mahomes has had a down year. Tua has had games where he hasn't looked great. I mean, yes, the comparisons are there, but it is more glaring with a guy like Jalen Hurts, who is coming off a Super Bowl run, a Super Bowl caliber effort. Had they won that game, he's the MVP of that game. No brainer. He played outstanding in that game. It has not looked the same. It hasn't. No, it's, it's, listen, it's been, and it's concerning going into the playoffs, a struggle this year. No, you know, I, I get that. I understand that. Um, but listen, you know, you take a look at the quarterbacks around the league and Uh there's some hiccups. Oh, absolutely. Because defenses Uh, adapt and get better. Sure. Sure. You're, you're going to have that, but this is where you need, it's the listen, listen, this is the playoffs now. Agreed. It's time where you turn it on and you get back to doing what's going to work best for you. This isn't like this isn't about let's put up huge numbers to make ourselves look good. No, you don't need to do that. No, go out and get a win. Week three, you were able in week three, you were able to run the ball for 201 yards as a team. And you were able to throw the ball as well. So that's what they're going to need to do. They're going to need to run the ball and they're going to need to use that. And try to, and then the problem is, that's the problem. The thing is, you're going to need to run the ball because when a team like Tampa Bay is blitzing as much as they are, you can't just mm-hmm. drop back and pass, pass, pass. Now, again, this also is in turn looking at your defense saying you need to be able to stop Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers on third down. You know, the, the, the Buccaneers run game is not very good. So you can't be giving them you know, short third downs and be able to let them run the ball on you because then you're going to have a really long night because they still have really good, you know, weapons for Baker and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You can't say that those aren't, 
you know, good weapons. Now, of course, Baker has to be able to get the ball to them. And but you're but, talking this is and this is my X factor. Tampa Bay is motivated to win this game. And they're at home. And they're at home. And they want to prove that they aren't just the team that won the NFC South, the team that survived. This Bucks team is more hungry than the Eagles are. And that is my biggest fear right now. Well, that's going to have to change on Monday. We're going to have to see a hungry Eagles team, a team that's determined, a team that is, is you know, destined to win the game and, you know, put that forth that in spite of all the naysayers. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and put the effort forth to be able to, you know, beat this team. And hey, if, if they win, you know, a close game, so be it. Like at right now for, in the playoffs, it is about getting the win and moving oh, on yeah. to the next round. You At know, this, this point, I don't care what it looks like. I just need it to look a certain way. Exactly. You know, I need it. I don't care what it looks like. I just need it to look a certain way on the scoreboard. I apologize. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be tough because you know the Buccaneers are no team that you're gonna be a push. I understand they only won nine nothing against the Carolina Panthers, which Panthers have you know a top ten defense, which for how bad they are, uh, yeah. So. You know, for me, looking at looking at this team, looking at the matchups, when you look at the Eagles and the Buccaneers, uh-huh. you have to look at the defensive side of the ball. The defensive side of the ball is, for the Eagles, against this Tampa Bay offense, is yeah. the key. Because if you're able to get stops and give the ball back to your your offense, I think you're going to be in for you know a good game there. Because you cannot let Tampa control the clock no. And keep you off the field because the, the thing with the Eagles, you can't have Tampa get a lead, an early lead, a double digit lead, because what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to get to run the ball. They're not going to run the ball, which means in turn, you're going to throw the ball, drop back, pass the ball 35, 40 times, which you can't be doing against a team like Tampa Bay who blitzes. And Jalen Hurts has struggled this year with the blitz. His numbers you know, it's it's there. The whole he has struggled team has struggled against the blitz. Yeah, they, they they've struggled picking it up. They struggled, you know, finding those hot routes. They've struggled with a lot of things, and I think that is where you can't be, you know, on your heels and just trying to throw the ball all over the field on the Tampa Bay Bucks because of the way they they play their defense. And if you're choosing to throw the ball, if you are choosing to throw the ball, let's get a little creative. Because we saw more creativity when Marcus Mariota was in the game that we have seen the Eagles have creativity for months. Okay. With with routes, with routes and play calling and things like that. And Mariota looked terrible. Yeah, Mariota did look pretty bad. I will say. <clears throat> you know, it's it it comes to the fact of Jalen has to not try to make like I understand like the escaping to the right and you know, especially when everyone's on your left-hand side, you know, there's yep. a play that he escaped to the right and the receivers were on in the left, on the left, you know, it's really, it's pretty difficult to make that completion when everybody else is on the other side of the field and the, the bailing just, out and not now again, not seeing it, he's just not seeing it. But when you drop back and they blitz and you're running four verticals, there really isn't anything to yeah, see. Yeah. He, so, he's just, he's not seeing it. And I think that the Eagles, need to simplify it give him one two looks max and then roll him to the left i mean they got to do other stuff and that's you know julie's been saying all night in the comments they got to commit to running the ball they do they have to commit to doing the things that did work early on yeah 
No, they you have to run the ball, and especially with this offense, you know, to be able to get some chunk yards and continually move the ball, that is how your RPO is going to be effective because if you're able to effectively run the ball, then you can use that RPO to be play action, to do a whole bunch of things. In my opinion, they need to be able to do now, maybe show some things that you haven't done this year, uh, some wrinkles in the offense. I'd love to see that, but listen, it's, it's going to be difficult. And the one thing that you're seeing, and you mentioned it about, you know, Nick Sirianni and everyone this is, is so upset stupid. about everybody is upset so about Sirianni <clears throat> and about the whole, get rid of, clean house, get rid of everybody, get all, all of that. It's idiotic. So the Eagles lose big, you know, do the Eagles go ahead and just clean house and fire Sirianni? So uh, go ahead. We understand that in Philadelphia, people like to overreact. We, we understand that. And yes, Sirianni, because he is such a gentleman full of expression and he's, you know, he's making it big for the cameras and doing it. Like we, we understand that he's kind of a focal piece. Okay. Problem is, is that he has been the coach for three seasons. He's made the playoffs all three seasons. He has a Super Bowl appearance. They are not getting rid of Nick Sirianni this season. They will get rid of Brian Johnson. They will get rid of Sean Desai. They will get rid of Matt Patricia and they will say, Hey, we're going to bring in some elite coordinators so you can clean your crap up. And yeah, like, then he will be on the hot seat if they lose badly. If they lose badly, he's automatically starting the season on the hot seat. If they don't lose badly, he'll if if it starts off the season poorly, then he'll be on the hot seat. Yeah. But again, and, you're not getting rid of and, and people need to stop doing, oh well, let's bring in Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick will be the worst thing for this team. The so, worst thing for this team. Listen, I I don't think they they <clears throat> go that route of getting rid of of Sirianni. My, Even Doug Peterson got a season before he was canned after winning a Super Bowl. Yeah, like I said, I think what they do is, you know, they Two they seasons. have him do the coordinators. If he if he struggles, then next year they'll they'll figure they'll he'll be on the hot seat, like you mentioned. Yeah, they'll bring in a coordinator who has the ability to take over if needed. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, there's other teams that have had, you know worse runs in terms of a number of years that they weren't very good and losing NFC champion, like the 49ers, you know, they went to a super bowl. Then they went, then they went six and 10 uh-huh. and they went to an NFC championship game loss NFC championship game lost. And now this year they're the number one seed and what's going to happen, but no one's calling for Kyle Shanahan's head. He's the smartest Absolutely guy in not. the room. So again, I think we'll squash that and maybe that's an off season topic, depending on what happens Monday, everything like that. We'll put that for down the road. So yeah, way down the road. That that is what that is. As tenacious now, D said, on a long and lonesome road. It, yeah, it, it, there you go. I like that. Now, let's get into a couple things. Um, right. Let's start out with. It's time for the new Lekka locks of the week. Who's your lock? All righty. So looking at the Uleka locks. The Dallas Cowboys winning by 20 points was your lock. And that hit. So great. You're all good on that one. Super duper. Um, let me just double check. I thought I thought that was 35 to 10. 38 to 10. So yeah, you were correct there. 
Um, my double one did not hit because I had the Bills winning the division, which they did do, and the Colts winning versus Houston, which they did not. It was Houston who won, and they're moving on to the playoffs. Which brings us to this year, this year's, this week's Uleka Locks. Well, what does that do for the regular season? Who who ended up winning the regular season between you and I? The playoffs. This is the whole season. The playoffs. Okay. So, um, I have Matthew Stafford oh. goes to Detroit, three hundred yards, and oh. he wins mm-hmm. in Detroit, and the number six seed Los Angeles Rams move on to the divisional round. Mm-hmm. The floor is yours. I have Jalen Hurts. With two brotherly shove touchdowns this weekend. So it hurts. Two. <clears throat> All right. Because that's the only offensive play that has consistently been great. That is true. That is very true. Which now brings us to our predictions, and then we Jeez. will we will bounce out for the night. And I will have you take the floor first. I don't know what this Eagles team is. Um, And it's very, very frustrating. You know, last time that the Eagles played Tampa Bay in the wild card round, I remember being on this show and buying into the hype that the Eagles had the ability. We we got the the team against us that we wanted in the playoffs. We were going to go in and we were going to beat Tom Brady in the playoffs in the wild card. And obviously we didn't. And... But I had uh, an excitement about this team. And, and this year, I I don't know what this team is. And because of that, I, in good conscience, cannot pick the Eagles to to flip a switch and, and, and all of a sudden be the team that I have wanted them to be all season. I think the Eagles' season is mercifully ended on Monday night, 34-30. to 30. That's tough. That is tough. Uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a really close game. I will go the opposite, and I will stick with the Eagles here. Eagles win 24-16, to moving on to the divisional round. I don't have a lot of confidence in it. Yeah. That is where I am going on this game. I mean, listen, if we can hold the Bucks team to 16 points, I will be phenomenally happy. But like you mentioned, the, the battle right now is the defense. And I think the offense will be able to get it together <clears throat> and put up some points. But I just don't have faith in our defense to stop Mike Evans and, and, and Chris Godwin and all of the weapons that they have. Hell, I think, I think Cade Otten is going to go off. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But with that, I want to thank everyone for joining us. Uh, Chip and I will be back next week. We will talk about this game, break a lot down. Hopefully we don't got to talk about the offseason yet. We can talk about the next matchup. But we will see from there. But with that, we always end it with an optimistic. optimistic. Go Birds. Go Birds. This is Matt Ware. Hey, for all the Eagle content you need, go follow All About the Birds. They do a damn thing. Check them out. Hey, Eagles fans. I may be in Tampa, but I know where to find the best Eagles content out there. Check out my friends at All About the Birds. Philadelphia, what's up? This is your boy, Freddie Mitchell, a.k.a. Fred X. It's all about the bird. All birds, all the time. All birds, all the time. All About the Birds provides you with weekly analysis, game recaps, informative interviews, and 